Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram You know how we're always giving women advice? By the way, this is the podcast. This is not an ad for like a soap for your neck. We're always telling women like, act more like a man, take up space, move through the world, like not giving a fuck. Don't give a fuck. It's like, that's almost impossible. You really have to choose your battles. And I chose a battle the other day. We were on a very small plane going Milwaukee to Chicago. Uh, In hindsight, should have driven because O'Hare is always a fucking nightmare. And it's always the small flights. It was like a half hour flight and it took at least an hour and a half just from delays, whatever. Anyway, sitting there, I am in the window. I am in 2B. Then there's a guy next to me in 2A in the aisle. And then there was the guy across the aisle and then in the window. So it was four of us across. And the flight attendant comes over. We hadn't taken off yet. And he was like, because of weight and balance issues, I need one of you to move to 11B which would be the aisle seat in 11. And I said nothing. I like a window seat. It was me and it was three men who were much larger than me who were just like probably in their late 40s, early 50s. They're affecting the weight and balance of the plane. Well, I don't know if it's they needed less weight in the front. I don't know if they needed more weight in the back. I don't know. You say weight and balance. I'm like, what are we trying to balance out here? And so to me, it is not equal. You're going to move 100... 35-pound woman versus a 200-pound man. Like, and it was just weird that it was like, some weight's got to go. It's like, but how much weight? Right. And he was like, I need one of you to volunteer. Two of the men didn't, almost didn't even look up from what they were doing. Of course. Gave no indication that they would be moving. And one guy was kind of listening. And I remember thinking like, first of all, the three of you are the same. I, it can't be the one woman that moves. No. And it can't be me simply because like, it can't be like, I'll just do it to make it easier. So I just sat there. It should there. be someone in the aisle. Thank you. I just sat there and I said to the flight attendant, I go, do you need someone heavier in the back? He goes, it just has to be one of you. Because he couldn't say. He couldn't say. Fine. He may not know because he's just told to deliver the order. It's not his fault. And I sat there. I was like, I can't lose this battle. Like I can't. No. Whatever you're flying for, I guarantee you my show at the Chicago Theater is more important. So I have to be well rested for this 30 minutes. 
But I said nothing. It was like a tiny hill I wanted to die on. And after like a full 10 seconds of no one saying anything, which is a lot, the flight attendant was like, if we don't have a volunteer, I'm going to have to have the gate agent come back and just pick someone. And you're absolutely right, Emily. It should have been the aisle seat has to move. Why would I give up my window for a shitty aisle seat? And one of the guys in the aisle, as he should have just went, I'll just do it. I was like, great. Like the amount of times you just do something in, in the spirit of cooperation or just to not be difficult. And I was like, I don't see how my wanting to sit here is any more or less valuable than these guys. And they weren't doing it to be dicks. They just, it would not occur to them to make it easier. Like, well, I'm not moving. Yeah. And I didn't. I felt real good about that. Good work. Really? I, little, I, little steps. It, I mean, that's like, what does it got? Like the invisible work. This is maybe not an exact representation of that, but that as a woman, you're probably more likely to be like, okay, we ha- somebody has to solve this problem. I'm somehow now involved in this. This is now something I am responsible it's for in me. some way. Yeah. Whereas all the guys were like, this has nothing to do with me. Until someone tells me I have to move, I'm not doing anything. Is invisible work the same as shadow work? I don't know. We work with unconscious parts of your mind to uncover parts <laughs> of yourself that you repress and hide from yourself. Okay. And no. No. But I was just thinking about, I was online and I was watching some clip. Some woman did something and all these people were so mad at her. And this one person was like, men get, and this is not all men, obviously. This is not about hating men, but this is about pointing out something and being unable to point things out because then you'll look like a bitch. She was like, men get mad anytime women do anything. And it's so true. Like, I still deal with this with stand-up. Like, just so angry that you showed up at all, just like trying to take it away from you. And you're like, even like somebody, I saw some weird thing where somebody asked like Ali Wong, like, do you think you're famous just because it's due to you being a woman and being Asian? And it's like, regardless of what you think, like those might be reasons someone might get a shot. Nobody buys tickets to someone who isn't funny. (laughs) Nobody right. repeat buys tickets, repeat watches shows. And so it's like, it's not what got you there. It's how you kept you kept yourself there. Right. And so I just think I have to answer for it. I'm not even have to, I have to deal with it all the time. Just dudes being so mad. You give any opinion on anything scientific. It's like, oh, watch out. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? The only reason I don't say stuff is because I'm scared for my physical safety, which is a shame that you guys like don't understand democracy and that your rights end at your neighbor's nose. The only reason women get quiet is because we're genuinely concerned for our physical safety. Yeah. And it's not a one-to-one thing. Like, you don't like it, don't say it. You won't get puffed in the mouth. It's like, let's just deal with words here. I'm glad you didn't get into a fight on the plane. I said nothing. I was just as quiet as those guys were. Yeah. They just, I was just one okay. of them. You know what's annoying is that, like, they should have just told someone, hey— Two A, two B, or two C. You have to swap. It's going to be another aisle. We'll comp you something. It's still in yes. first class. Here's the deal. Like there was too many unknowns. Somebody needs a volunteer to go somewhere in the back of the plane. Like wh- who would volunteer Listen, for that? You're the ugliest one. You have to go. <laughs> we I voted. Also, we don't want you up here. I also think paying for a check bag. Here's a hack when you travel. Bring that heavy bag. Bring that slightly oversized bag to the gate because they will usually check it for free. Like we need people to volunteer, we'll check it for free. I'm like, so because you're in a bind, now you're unassigning this like weird phantom fee. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's too much. Everything's too much. Everything's gone crazy. Let's get to the show. Okay. Hi, Eliza and Emily. I'm a 47-year-old woman and nurse who's married to a 45-year-old man. 
We've been married 10 years. I love him so much. He's kind and funny, romantic and cheesy, and supports me unconditionally. He truly is my best friend. But he has no teeth. I'm sorry. I didn't think anyone <laughs> saw that coming. No. He, no, it just... I thought it was going to be like, but he cheated. I know, right. That's not... Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is laughing because that was a real left turn. Like, it's sad, but like, no one saw... No, no. you assumed it was going to be something about his character, you know? Yeah. He grew up poor without access to regular dental care and drank a lot of pop and smoked, although he quit smoking eight years ago. So proud. All this led to really bad dental issues. He decided he would just go in, get them pulled, and get dentures, as opposed to multiple root canals, various other procedures. He was mid-30s. So he has teeth. He has teeth. Well, he got dentures right after surgery and they ended up not fitting after he healed up. Then he got refit. Those were not comfortable and didn't work. Implants and jaw surgery would be about $20,000, which is something we can afford with payments, but he doesn't want to. He'd rather travel and spend his money on family vacations, which is great, but he has no teeth. It doesn't seem to impact his self-esteem at all, but I know how judgy people are. He gets along pretty well and can eat most foods, but still, no teeth is still one of those things people judge others on. It doesn't seem to bother him, but it really bothers me. I'm a professional, and when we go out for work things or when he meets people for the first time, it's a little embarrassing. As he is a thin, white guy, people sometimes assume he's a former meth user. I really love him, but I'd love to see a great big toothy grin. Is this something I need to get over over, or should we run off to Mexico and do surgery for way cheaper? Help. P.S. We saw you're back in action in Chicago, 2021. Our first post-quarantine show while you're pregnant. You blow our socks off. See you in Seattle in November. Oh, so now yes. this, you, you got to have some teeth I by see November. Him. Yeah, bring out those teeth. Look, it is one of those things that people get judged on. And yeah, they will think bad things because almost everybody has teeth or at least bad teeth or some teeth and everybody wants better teeth. I rarely, I don't think I've ever heard of someone just opting to go without teeth. And good for him that he's not embarrassed by it, but it just, it's it's weird, actually. Nobody, it's like my husband opts to crawl instead of walk. It's his choice. I think there's something at the root of this. I wonder if he went toothless for so long that, having teeth in is uncomfortable because he hasn't given it a chance. Like kind of like when you take a retainer out for a while and you put it back in and you're like, this sucks. He needs to get teeth and he needs to do it if not for him, for you. Yeah, it's this is such a tough, weird one because it's like, he he feels good about himself. And so it's so hard to say so, to someone, this is maybe the one instance yeah, where but, you can be like, it doesn't matter if you feel good about yourself. This is not acceptable. We need teeth as a family. He is feeling good about himself because of the love and support you give him. And it shouldn't, he should feel a little bit worse if you're like, I'm not attracted to this. This is difficult. When you go down on me, it's too sloppy. I think there's probably also things in his life that are harder for him that he does not realize are because he doesn't have teeth. Like the way that maybe everybody is like totally cool to his face, but he's not, the you just, you're part of society. You have to have teeth. Is it normal to get escorted out of every restaurant? It's like, no, you need your teeth. Is it normal when you approach people for them to immediately say, I don't have any change? He needs to get dentures that he agrees to wear out with you or just go to Mexico, get the surgery. Plenty of people have dentures and implants and are just fine. The They weren't comfortable in his mouth. I don't buy it especially the second time. Like this is down to a science. He just didn't want to do it. 
there's something else going on here. And it, it kind of comes down to not, you might be the best, but like, it's not really hearing you. You're like, I'm not attracted to you. And it's difficult for our family. It's difficult. I didn't know if you had kids, like for your kids to go through that. It isn't like dad is sick and lost his teeth and can't wear them. This is like a bizarre thing. That it really is hard because again, this is like maybe the one time we can say, yes, impose your views on the body onto someone else. Like this is the only objective piece of stuff is like, we should have at least half of our teeth. You guys sit down. You have to have to come to teeth as with him and just be like, <laughs> we can go to Mexico for a half fraction of the price. We can get these implants. Be careful. You know, you don't want to get crazy veneers or we can do the denture route again. Do a payment plan. I would do the dentures and just make sure he can keep, like maybe he just needs to get used to it, but be like, you need to pick an option. I'll support in them, but whatever the option is, it ends with teeth in your mouth. Right. There has to be something. I wonder if there's like counseling or something where it's like, why don't you want teeth, man? You want to travel? Okay, we'll go on a big old trip when you got some teeth. You can't have steak. You can't have right. What is he eating? Is it gums? impacting like date nights? Does it impact it? How it just feels tough. It's weird. No, it's too much. I'm glad he's too so much. nice though, and that he's so confident. Like that's great. But you should. You can ask him if he could please have teeth. All right. Teeth. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe 
for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Eliza, I love your comedy and content so much. I've been a fan since I saw War Paint years ago. I have both of your hilarious books. Subscribe to Netflix every time one of your specials, movies, or sketch show comes out just to watch them, then a swift cancellation. You have made me (laughs) become so much more conscious of the environment, and I'm pushing the minimalist lifestyle on my kids as much as possible. As a fellow elder millennial, so much of your comedy resonates with me, except I've been married for 20 years and my kids are almost out of our house. Now to the question. When I was in high school, I was a witness in the murder trial of someone that I was friends with. I had to testify against him, and once the trial was over, I never got an update. I had no idea what the verdict was or sentence, if any. A few years ago, something happened to me, and it caused me to try and inquire into what happened to him. Luckily, he was convicted and got a 40-year sentence for capital murder. Now I go back every once in a while to make sure he has not been granted parole. Well, Recently, it happened. He was approved, but he doesn't have a release date. So I guess it could be years from now or tomorrow. All of this happened in the 90s before social media. And now I fear him finding me or even worse, my children. So in your infinite wisdom, am I overthinking this? What precautions, if any, would you take? I now live in fear that doing the right thing before is going to come back and bite me in the ass. You need to talk to a lawyer about if he has access to know who was a witness in his trial. Because for you to never find out means you weren't in the courtroom. Were you there in court with him? It sounds like maybe this person was there in court for one of the first days of the trial and then was not there. So let's say he saw her, knew that she testified against him. Are there other people who testified against him Were you close friends? I'm just trying to like walk you back from the edge a little bit. Like, were there multiple, multiple witnesses? Is there a way to know that? Like, if you were the only person and your testimony is what did it, um, you also don't know, like, this kid did something awful in high school. Mm -hmm. Capital murder is such a severe thing to be charged with. Like, that means you killed a cop. That means you deliberately killed someone while doing something else, like robbing someone or assaulting them, you know, it's deliberate versus I accidentally hit someone with my car or I made a mistake or I freaked out. Because he did it so young, like either he is a sociopath and it's gone untreated because our correction system doesn't correct most things or versus like he did it at 50 and he's out and like that's the person he is. Is there a way to look him up? Does he even live in your state? Is he like a father of three and a small business owner? Like, is there a way to sort of comfort yourself with like maybe 
He's not just like out there crazy. What's making you think he would? It's a fair thing to think. So he has been in jail since high school and now is being released at some point. We don't know when. I would imagine if you go to your local police station or call a non-emergency number, or even if you still have the contact info for any of the people you dealt yeah. with back then, though it was long enough ago that I'm guessing you don't, there there must be, I don't know this for a fact, but there must be some sort of like victims advocates who are going to be able to help you. Because I yeah. think what you can do for yourself for peace of mind is number one, figure out where your address is listed online. Get it delisted. Make sure that it does, your I mean, name it well, you know, do what do what you can. Make sure your kids don't have their address on their Facebooks. Make sure just take the precautions you can on your own because there are certain things within your control and certain things outside of your control. Get an alarm system. You know, just those things that are going to make you feel a little bit better because probably he's not coming for you, but you want to know that you've done everything you can. You know, and there's also the version, I don't know what kind of access to stuff, like there's the version where this guy's been in jail, atoning for it, knows what he did was wrong. I think you are letting your imagination run wild. You don't tend to hear a ton about people getting out of sentences like this and immediately uh, like sideshow Bob style, (laughs) seeking revenge. Talk to a lawyer, see what your rights are. And, and get some education so you're not just sitting up at night thinking about it. But for right. what it's worth, I mean, I had a stalker and I think about that all the time, even though he's seemingly harmless. Like, can I sit in my own backyard? Like, is he going to scale that wall? Is he going to do something weird? Yeah. So it's, I, I get where you're coming from, but do things so that your mind doesn't run run crazy. Yeah. Like his did when he killed someone deliberately. Hi, Eliza. My husband and I have been married for just over two years. We've been together for a total of five years. We have two children, a two-year-old and a six-month-old. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and my husband has a great job where he works from home with flexible hours. Every week, we take our two-year-old to our local museum for various kids' programs. On Wednesdays, I take both boys, and on Thursdays, my husband takes our older son for story time and feeding the fish. Now, That's so cute that you guys do that and like... Take advantage of those public programs. That's inspiring. I love that. If LA weren't such a nightmare to get around, I would do that too. How cute. Eating the fish. Now, here's where it gets interesting. His ex-girlfriend happens to work at the museum, and sometimes they run into each other. This doesn't bother me at all. They dated over 15 years ago, and they were together for five years, even living together. It was our first relationship. She moved from Oklahoma to LA with my husband when she was 19, so their relationship was significant. Wait, you're taking your kids to museums in L.A.? Good for you. I got to know what museums are going to. I know. Wait, are they in L.A. now? Yeah. I take it back. Okay. Get the hot info. During- You know what? You're a better mother than I am. (laughs) Put it out there. During their last encounter at the museum, they talked for a while, as my husband always informs me when they run into each other. However, a, quote, friend of mine saw them talking and later called me to accuse my husband of intentionally taking our son to the museum just to see his ex. I assured her that wasn't true and I had no concerns because I trust him completely. In response, she said, and I quote, well, that's good, I guess. It doesn't help that she's drop-dead gorgeous, six feet tall, and super skinny. Does a woman being six feet tall ever help her? <laughs> that's so, it's so hot. She's six feet tall. Oh, she's so tall. All men are, <laughs> no man's intimidated by it. It's always great. I brushed off her comment, knowing she was trying to provoke me, but she persisted, saying, yeah, and she looked really good today, but you're way hotter. Anyway, I don't want to stir the pot. Gotta go. Bye. I was taken aback by her words. 
This quote friend of mine is in an unhappy relationship with the father of her two children who won't marry her. So I suspect Mm -hmm. she's jealous. To be fair, I am also a tall and thin woman who is confident in my appearance. So her comments only angered me because I understood her intentions. Additionally, Mm. I was at home in my pajamas, breastfeeding my six-month-old, not exactly feeling my best. This incident prompted me to question my husband about his interaction with his ex once again. I discovered that they spoke for 20 minutes in the museum's gift shop with our son present. My husband even offered her some furniture we were getting rid of since we were about to move, and these were pieces she had wanted when they broke up years ago. I also learned that she still sends him a happy birthday email every year, but she does it via email to avoid her current boyfriend's disapproval. They have been together for over 10 years, and he would have a problem with her reaching out to my husband. My husband was open about all this and doesn't see it as an issue because they're just friends. Their past is ancient history. But this revelation sparked a major argument. I expressed discomfort with any further communication and found it disrespectful that she's reaching out to a married man she was once intimately involved with. I trust my husband and believe he would never cheat or engage in anything inappropriate. He showed me all the email threads, but I can't shake the feeling that this woman is trying to maintain a hold on him. Would it be unreasonable for me to send her a respectful email? No, yes, boundaries no, do not. And asking her to that. cease communication. Okay. My husband has agreed not to reach out to her, and I already took the furniture he planned to give her and left it in the alley to make myself feel better, but I'm still angry. Am I overreacting or are they being disrespectful? Regarding the friend, my plan is to discontinue any communication until she contacts me. I want to tell her how hurtful and disrespectful her comments were. Let her know I no longer wish to maintain our friendship. Okay, hold on. Okay. So, P.S. Her birthday email to him seemed overly friendly to me with an excessive use of emojis. When he responded, he was respectful, but mentioned he had a great day and his childhood friends attended his party. However, he failed to mention that I, his wife, threw the party. It's mind-boggling. I feel like I'm losing my mind. What's my next move here? Please keep my identity you, anonymous. Okay, your next move, first of all, do not is email. to get through breastfeeding your son. Because your hormones, this has nothing to do with like women or crazy or whatever. Being pregnant and post-baby recovery we're not totally ourselves. And that doesn't mean you're wrong. It doesn't mean you're right. Just give it a beat. You also are not feeling that great right now. It is possible for someone to have thought they were in love or dated someone when they were in their early 20s, moving to a new city. You're totally different people now. You're in this happy relationship with a brand new baby. You have two kids. She's in a 10-year boyfriend relationship getting old furniture, okay? So there's that. Your husband is being super cool about this. He showed you everything. It's okay that they chat at a boring day at the museum so your son could run around. They might get along. They might be friends. She might be gorgeous. But, and this is for all women, it doesn't take away from what you have with this man and the fact that you're also gorgeous. You have to be above it. Your friend planted a very poisonous seed that you swear doesn't matter, but now it's in your head and you're writing in. I don't even know if you have to, the friendship and this woman are two different things. I would keep, the other friend is obviously going through something. You have to let her know how you felt and you can, and she will deny it. She'll be like, I didn't, I was just telling you. I was trying to help. Right. I'd want to know. And what happened was, you were fine with it. And then she was like, and she looks really good. You could ask her, be like, what is the point of telling me that? Like, I just had a baby. Like, what are you trying to make me feel? But I wouldn't even bother 
I mean, you could say it to her, but you would just file it away. Maybe your friend gets better. She could just, do you even want to be there for this friend? Do you care? Doesn't say, it just, she sounds like a, like a pain in the ass. You don't ever write this woman an email. And it's okay that your husband failed to mention that you threw the birthday because wives usually throw the birthday and it's not that interesting. It isn't like you rented out Dodger Stadium for him and Beyonce gave a solo performance. (laughs) And there was nothing in the email like you should come to the next one. We'd love to have you over. And you've gone to this museum. You could say hi to this woman. Like you can show your face, but there is a version where she just remembers how great that relationship was and she remembers the boy that she loved and they do get along, but it sucks that she's in like a controlling weird relationship. But do not let this overtake your brain. And by the way, if he was gonna cheat, he was going to cheat anyway. And that is not because of something you did wrong or because she was great, like- This idea that we can control who comes in and out of our spouse's lives and the choices that they're going to make. You have to have faith in these vows that you took, that you love this person, that they're going to be kind to you. And I'm not saying people don't break those vows, but you driving yourself crazy about something that's never going to happen. And if it does, you have no over control over it. No. And every time, here's the other thing. He doesn't need to do the like, well, my wife in email, because every time she sees him, he is with your son. Like- She's not forgetting you that because he is, you guys go together. Right. You're you're very clearly a part of his life. He doesn't need to remind her that you are a factor. So that's why he didn't. He was just like, oh, obviously my wife is at my party, but also I saw some friends. Remember these guys that we both know? And like, it's lame to like, like always bring up your spouse because it looks like you're trying to prove something. Yeah. Like the chill move is like, yeah, she's not here. Like we trust each other. I'm out. Like- He's done nothing wrong. Don't treat him like he's done anything wrong. She also hasn't done anything wrong. And you said you're attractive too. Like, do not attack this woman. If this woman were ugly, you'd be like, oh, that's so cute that you're talking to him. So you are a little threatened because you're not feeling your best right now because you just had a baby and you're breastfeeding. So just know that. Have confidence in yourself. And don't make her pay for society's like never-ending pitting women against each other. Well, and have confidence in him. You're saying you trust him, but emailing her would be yeah. so disrespectful because you're basically like, my husband couldn't take care of this. I'm stepping in to tell he, lay down the law. It's disgusting. And he's done nothing wrong. If she crossed a line, it's a different conversation. Right. And then it's like, well, why did she think she could? And she could have done independently. Don't allow yourself to be used as a pawn in this war against other attractive women. Yeah. Your friend is a piece of shit and she's going through her own garbage. But we get this a lot on the podcast where it's like, I love my husband and I trust him, but no, you either trust him or you don't. No. I've never questioned once any DM, any text, any woman my husband has had a conversation with. No. Because I'm like, you would have to be out of your fucking mind to cheat on me. I am so much fun. You have to be crazy. We're having the best time. We're having the best time. Have you seen me topless? We're having the best time. Emily's like, yeah, I have. The accomplice? Yeah. I said, have you seen me topless? Oh, I think so. The accomplice. Actually, yes, but yes, I have. <laughs> One of the job perks. Hello, AI. One of the perks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing newly. 
Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, and they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable, and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, "Mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Hello, AI gang, longtime listener and fan. I had my partner watch your sketch show to see if he was cool. And we both watched it a few times now. Ha ha. Oh, so you're the two who watched it. Thank you. (laughs) I, 28 female, grew up and currently live in the Midwest, but I spent three years of college on the coast, split between Delaware and New York City, which to some extent changed how I communicated, i.e. I can be blunt slash brash when in a hurry that Midwesterners don't like. But on the coast, it's great because you're not wasting anyone's time. Yeah. To some extent, I've adapted. For one, I try to not be in a hurry and I regularly sleep well, do deep breathing, exercise, and eat well to maintain anxiety and stress levels. Recently, I needed to get a gallery space ready. I've been looking forward to some quiet alone time before the opening. It's owned by a really old guy who was annoying but harmless. Anyway, he was there when I got there. He kept asking me questions and offering help, which is nice of him, but I was just so aggravated by his presence that I finally snapped at him and said I preferred to work alone. I felt really bad after seeing his reaction, and this isn't the first time I've acted like that. It's ultimately not good for me to be like this in a small arts community, whether it's the truth or not. Question, how do you stay calm and nice, especially when you're stressed or need time to yourself? If I can plan for it, then I can easily mitigate my stress and reactions, but these in-the-moment reactions feel so much harder to catch before they're just out of my mouth. Thanks so much. Best regards. I'll stay anonymous. Thanks. But a best regards. That's very polite from an anonymous. 
I mean, it sounds like you're asking how to manage like outbursts and like general stress and anxiety. And you're like, I'm a nice person. I'm a nice person. And then you push me and I get really frustrated. I get frazzled. And then you say something rude. I mean, that sounds like you need to talk to a psychologist because for it to build like that to where you say something that's regrettable, we all say and do things. I think this is even in my ad for BetterHelp, but like we all say and do things and you look back, you're like, that wasn't my best. I mean, I've definitely snapped or said something weird because people can't read social cues. I I think also you're saying like you do deep breathing, you exercise, but it's like if all these things were working, mm. they would be working in these moments of extreme stress. I wonder how much of it is there is kind of this Northeastern New York, like my parents are from New York and Boston, so I feel like I can comment this belief that they're like kind of meaner and they think it's okay and they think it's kind of funny. Like, I just say it how it is. Like, I just want to get going. You're taking too long. And and I think people think they can get away with that. But, oh, I'm just from New York. That's just how we talk. It's like, mm. You sure about that? You're in the Midwest now. You got to cool it. You cannot act like this. You can control yourself. You do not snap at an old man. It, it is what it is. I mean, we also don't know what he was saying. Like she could have been like, I'm great. Uh, I'll just, I'll do this. Thank you so much. And he just didn't hear it. You know, there's always like, it's a guy versus a girl. You don't know. However, since you can't control him, you can only control you. I, when I travel, I move through my day when I'm in transit, assuming everyone has a head injury and just (laughs) assuming everybody is going to be dumb. And I say as little as possible to people and I remove myself from anything dramatic. Someone's got an attitude. I'm just like, great, thanks. Noah's pretty good at it too. I mean, I do get frustrated, but like of just kind of like go, like being like water. And the guy kept talking and be like, great, I'm just going to be over here. Thank you so much. You're five years old. You don't know any better. I'll just be over here. Thank you. Sounds great. I will listen to Noah talk if somebody, like an Uber driver who is like giving too much information or a friend of mine, if they're just like, yep, 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 yep. And he's just like, uh-huh, great, fantastic, great. You got to be better at that. You got to be better at just realizing you do not actually have to internalize everything. It's how I feel when I talk to a lot of male comics who are just talking at me. I'm like, uh-huh, awesome, great, dope. Because most people, that old guy was probably lonely just doing his job and that's not on you, but- it is on you to decide how much of it you absorb. And there are times you just have to like eat it like and just put up with it because you are, as you said, part of a small arts community in the Midwest. You don't need them being like, oh, that New Yorker is a bitch to everyone. Like even if it's wanna, not, even if you just have, have to fake it and you, these people are annoying, you put your best foot forward so you can keep doing your work. If you were a man, it would be like, whatever, it's done. The guy wouldn't totally. think about it. The guy also maybe didn't think about it. Maybe, who knows? Like, chances are, like, if you're, it's always tough. It's like, oh, so you were socially inept enough to not take those cues, but you know, to be offended. Mm-hmm. I understand the thing where I'm like, I'm being nice, I'm being nice. And then someone is rude and then you react and it's like, wow, a lot. That was really rude. <laughs> Doesn't happen to me a lot, but like, push people push you and then your reaction is what everybody talks about versus all the things that led to it. If it really bothers you, the answer is so simple. You go buy a little thing of cookies, you bring it over, you be like, hey, I was in the other day. I was so stressed that day. I was in such a bad mood. I just, I felt bad because you were trying to help. I mean, I've done that. There was a host who was being the biggest bitch at this cafe here. And I kind of was just like frazzled back and I sat down and I was like, it's fucking lunch. Who cares? And I went up to her after I go, sorry, I didn't mean to be a bitch. 
And even her reaction was like, you're fine. And I was like, oh no, oh, you're the bitch. Yeah. But at least I relieved myself of it. So go buy him like two cookies. And I guarantee he'll be like, oh, I didn't even notice. Well, thank you. And then he'll just remember that you gave him cookies. Maybe it's also a matter of knowing yourself in terms of like the minute this guy came over before he said the sixth thing that set you off on thing number three, if you just said, hey, old guy, like I would love to chat after. I actually, I have a really hard time focusing when I'm talking to people. So as soon as I get this done, I will loop back. Like basically cutting off the situation before it's uncontrollable. Yeah. But you should talk to a psychologist because the goal is to always be the best version of yourself regardless of how people are and not letting them dictate your emotional biome. <laughs> that sounded weird because I was holding in a burp. <laughs> that was, I thought it was a yawn. Okay. Emotional biome. All right. Red hot update on Dutch Truth Sword. Red hot update. That was the name of an episode oh boy. a couple of weeks ago. Six feet tall. Mm-hmm. Six feet tall. I thought of her when I made that joke. Okay. <laughs> we all... Quick recap, Dutch Truth Sword. This is off the top of my head. This was the uh, tall Dutch girl at work who had the greasy, nerdy coworker who had befriended her. And then when Dutch girl realized just because she was new to the office, hey, this girl is like not only weird, but like spreading these weird, because she stopped hanging out with her, spreading these weird rumors that like something's wrong is with she me. okay? And we told her, yeah, the ugly weirdo was saying to the boss, like, I'm just worried for her, which is her trying to plant a seed that the Dutch girl, like something's wrong with her when Dutch girl's just like, no, I just think you're toxic. I don't want to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. So this girl, I, our advice was call her and your boss in and be like, what is it that you are worried about? That was my advice. Or just get in her face, stand right over her and ask her if she'd like to share something with you because she was going around to every coworker saying she was worried for you, but never said it to you, which is what crazy people do. Mm-hmm. That's... That's the. That's a good summary. Yeah. Okay. I was so honored that you read my story and offered some super helpful advice. I also had to laugh so hard when you called me a prom queen. If you're interested to know, six foot one is equal to one meter eighty five, so I can walk underneath the door frame in Europe, but always hit my head in Asia and Latin America. I thought she was going to say, "If you're interested to know, I'm very ugly." <laughs> no, <laughs> so I, I was not, not a prom, prom queen. queen. I'm disgusted. <laughs> no, I took both yours and Emily's advice to heart, and here is how it went. I firstly talked to my boss and he said that he was not worried. He knows what this sweaty Kelly is like as she used to be on his team and knows that she tends to create stories and over-exaggerate. For my boss, it was more important to know that I am doing well and kicking ass at my work, which is all that matters to him, not some office gossip fabricated fabricated by her. Yeah, you got ahead of the story. I haven't been able to try out the second advice to have a face-to-face with Sweaty Kelly since she has been on forced holiday leave for the last three weeks. Not sure why, but because she's been gone, I haven't been able to talk to her yet. I'll share another update when she's back in the office. Or should I leave it and not talk to her since it has then been too long and is, as we say in Holland, pulling a dead sheep out of a creek, a.k.a. trying oh, to bring something back that is already dead and forgotten. No, we... We understand the metaphor. No one is like, what could that possibly mean? Lots of love again from Amsterdam. Jenna, P.S., your story about the pale ale is true as my boss and I discussed this issue whilst drinking a cold beer outside during lunch. We took our bikes. Um, I love that. And what I also love is the drama she was trying to create has now been placed times three upon her. Yeah, She wanted people to think there was something wrong with you. And by doing that, all she did was reinforce that there's something wrong with her. Mm -hmm. And her forced holiday was your Dutch HR being like, listen, lunatic, you got to go, like, take a breather. When she gets back, 
you're just like, hi, how are you? Knowing that everyone knows that she's the problem. It's almost not even worth doing anything. Right. All you care about is your boss and your boss is like, you're good. Yeah. So that almost, it will make her further actions seem even more pathetic. I think it's, you just bring it up if she does the same thing again. Like you don't bring up old stuff, but confront her in the moment next time. Just be careful because what you don't want is for there to become a thing between the two of you. And now right. she's dragged you down into her space. And now it's prom queen and Kelly. And like your names are associated with each other. Sweaty you don't want Kelly. that. So yeah. Fred Likely. Sweaty Kelly. <laughs> Hi, AI crew. Urgent. Caught in the middle of an affair. Hello all. This is a doozy. So I'll keep my introduction brief. I am a 20-year-old female. I'm married to a wonderful man. And I manage to teach youth yoga in a small private gym in a very small town. My boss is having an affair and my coworker and I are caught in the middle of the drama. About 10 months ago, massage therapist, let's call her Julia, who my boss often received treatments from, was fired from the massage business she was working for at the time. My boss, 42, we'll call him Dave, immediately offered her a space to rent that we use for physical therapy treatments. Turned out he did that so they could fuck while at work. More on that later. Dave, (laughs) Dave has a partner, female, who's about 20 years older than him. We will call her Sally, and they co-own the gym together. The owner of the business Julia used to work for called me asking to have her membership canceled because my boss allowing Julia to rent the space was a large point of contention. I was told Julia was making inappropriate comments about her clients, including Dave, and that's why she was fired from her then job. Turns out Dave and Julia have been having an affair this entire time. Julia is a 30-year-old single mom. My coworker, Kelly, found out about the situation from Julia as they were closer friends with Julia and I. I found out because earlier this year, I had an abortion. Obviously, I needed time off work, so I explained to Dave what was going on. He was very kind, thanking me for trusting him. Let him know he could tell his partner, Sally, but that was it. Well, he immediately told Julia about it. When I found out he told her, I confronted him, and he tried to use his relationship with her as an excuse for telling her my very personal business. Explain that's not how this works. I need to be in charge of who knows and when they know. Fast forward a few months, Kelly and I find out Dave is being very controlling of Julia to the point I'd call it abuse. We've spoken to Julia. She said herself she's being controlled and manipulated, but keeps saying there's nothing I can do about it. We've expressed to her this is a bad choice and that this is starting to affect us at work. She told Dave that we thought things were getting bad and now he is angry with us. He's telling me that if oh things God. aren't handled carefully, the whole gym would be gone, which means we're out of a job. Now Dave is telling Julia not to speak to us and that's fine. I'm concerned with my employment. What do I do? Is this a hostile work environment? Dave has been unpleasant. (laughs) Do I talk to a lawyer? (laughs) Do I leave? Do I tell Sally what's going on? Yes, you leave. I'm so glad you even gave that as an option. Uh, This is uh, so toxic. Hold on, this person wants their name, not anonymous. All the love from Virginia, a fellow cat-loving Emily. (laughs) This is so toxic and gross and people don't realize, like you don't need to be in this situation There are other gyms and there are other cities. Like there is, this is like when people get involved in like boyfriend drama or small town, like the world is so fucking big. You don't need to worry about this. These two morally bankrupt people, they both sound not ideal. And it sucks because first of all, you shouldn't have shared with him that you had an abortion. Like that your boss never needs to know that. Like you are allowed to take medical time off for something. I mean, 
now it's like she, even if he was treating her perfectly, it just still feels like there's a lot of weird drama there. And to threaten to close a gym unless you're nice to her, like you're going to close your whole business if I don't like love your mistress. 20 year old, 20 years older wife, if she finds out that an affair is happening. Wife? Oh, I thought you said partner. I like thought it business was business partner. No, his wife and business partner. You got to get out of there. <laughs> it's because she will find out, by the way, and they're going to dissolve the business when they get a divorce. Or she'll come in more and she'll be like, now I'm working here and you have to play. You don't need this fucking anxiety. Mm-mm. You work at a gym. You can go to any other gym. Please get out of there. Let it self-implode. You don't need to be around these kind of people because they will betray you. He will do something fucked up. You will get blamed for it. You don't need this type of job. Mm-mm. You and if you hire a lawyer, it's just it's just going to cost you something else. I mean, if they could wrongfully terminate you and then you're just going to get in a legal battle, I would just find out the best way to get a severance package and leave. Because even if you say to him, like, I'm leaving because of these reasons, then they'll figure out a way to fire you. I just don't trust these people. No. And it's not on you to tell the wife that something's going on. She probably knows, by the way. It's too much. It's not, none of this should even be on you. You're trying to go to work. Yeah, for real. So please start quietly looking for another job. Emily will disagree, but I say don't even give two weeks notice. Like, just be gone. You don't need this. It's too toxic. I don't trust this guy. He makes me very uncomfortable. It depends if you need a reference. The way you could play it is don't blackmail someone that's illegal, but you could play it in terms of like, I would like a good reference. I will be leaving quietly. Thank you and goodbye. Yeah, there you go. Or... Have one of your friends pretend to be him. That too. Or get or tell Sally and get her to be a reference. There you go. Yeah, coworker and be like, my boss is. No, Sally's the mom. I mean, not the mom, the wife. Do the mom or just tell people like there's something. They're not going to believe there's something wrong with your boss. For some reason, it's like bosses are always right. There's no way employees are ever right. We always trust the boss. If you're in a job interview and they're like, why did you leave your last job? And you're like, well, there was something wrong with my boss. That's really funny. I don't think they'd improve. My boss was a little bitch. (laughs) All right. Hi, guys. I'm a big fan in need of some serious advice. My husband and I are pregnant with our first child. We do not know how to announce this to his 17-year-old daughter. Airplane filled with sea turtles that you drop from a distance onto a dolphin. We've been together for 11 and a half years, and I was previously a big part of her life since she was about six Before she turned 13, we had taken her mother to court to establish legal 50-50 custody. Previously, we had her every Wednesday and every other weekend. As soon as the mother received the court documents, everything changed. My stepdaughter refused to see us or interact with us, and the mother became hostile. We ultimately lost in court because they stated they can't make her see us. Mm -hmm. Her mother is now engaged, and she calls the new guy her father, along with her mother's previous ex-boyfriend and the one before that. Since oh, court things so I take it, yeah. Since court things have only gotten worse over the last five years, we've only seen her a handful of times. Text messages went unanswered, phone calls were ignored. I became, quote, the evil stepmother bitch, while her father was a selfish jackass because he wanted to take her away from her mother. Now I'm only a few weeks pregnant, so it's still early. This will be an IVF baby after five years of infertility and several failed rounds of IVF, and we don't know what to do. Please help us. Should we see if she'll go to dinner with us, do a drive by her house and tell her there, or just shoot a text and hope it all goes well? Thank you for keeping a smile on my face through all this, Erica B. You know, it's tough 
first of all, don't tell her you're having a baby until those like three months pass so you know that it's viable and it's happening. Even healthy pregnancies are vulnerable, especially at the beginning. So the backfire part is she'll be like, you only wanted to see me so you could tell me about your baby. And she won't be able, how old is this girl? 13, 16? 17. Oh, even worse. She won't be able to understand, and no kids do, the plight of the other parent. If the other parent truly isn't evil, which it sounds like he isn't, the dad, she won't be able to understand all the ways that you've tried to see her, all the court things you've tried to do. She is living with the mother, so she has the mother's story in her head. She's not old enough to truly get it. The mother did a number on this kid by calling all these guys her father if she has a real father that's trying to see her. Right. So I don't know what went on between those parents. So it's unfortunate because you're dealing with the mother as the puppeteer. This is not that girl. You are still going to live your life and you're going to have this baby that you've wanted for a very long time with this man you've been with for a very long time. As a parent, and I've only known this for 19 months, all you can do is continue to try. Your kid gets mad. It's like, well, I love you anyway. And it kind of just is that way. And she will be angry and she will kick and scream. But all you can do is establish a record of continually trying to show up. And one day when she's older, you'll be able to show her that and be like, we tried to do all these things. As for telling her, I think you just do it. And I think you say to her, you're a smart girl and you're a mature girl and we love you. And I know that you've always felt a certain way, but we've always, we've always wanted you to be part of the family. And we respect your mother. Like never make it about vilifying the mom. And you just tell her. I'd be like, we wanted you to find out. She's going to react. You can't control how she's going to react. But what you can control is the kind way that you tell her. Right. I think an important piece of this is not just telling her because, you know, like, you don't want to tell her as though like, hey, we're having a new baby. But tell her in terms of like, you're going to be such a good big sister. We want the two of you to have a relationship and that can look however you want it to look. Um, you know, involve her in a way. You can involve her, but here's the other thing. For the most part, at 17, especially a kid that's like gone through it the way this kid has. First of all, no 17-year-old wants to hang out with a baby. You can definitely offer to pay her. Definitely offer. Be like, we would love to pay you to babysit. We know that your time, you're very busy doing things. Like make it feel like this is not something you're thrusting upon her. Never ask her to babysit for free. No. And just know that it's going to take a while for them to have a relationship. Unless this girl just like loves kids because she's angry at her dad. She has her mother's anger at her dad built into her. Mm-hmm. She probably, and she doesn't like you for whatever reason. She's definitely not going to like that baby. And it's going to take time. Because when she's in her 20s, that kid's still going to be like five years old. <laughs> right. So there's a huge age gap. So all you can do is continue to show love and support. All you can do is your best. Yeah. And that's it. Always be above it. Never say something disparaging about the mom. We've always tried to be there for you. We, and we, can, and we c- will continue to do so. Yeah. We want to see you as much as possible. We'd love, we just want you to know that you are, this is your house and you are always welcome here. Uh, She won't believe you. And it's kind of a lie. And especially when she starts to like get in fights with her mom, she's definitely going to be coming over more. And also let the husband do a lot of this. 
Right. Just making it clear that the kid's not replacing her is going to be the big piece. So they asked about if they should like go out to dinner or do a drive-by or text. I think they should do like dinner at their house or at the mom's house. If the mom's not a total monster and they can like get the mom on board for a family dinner, but it sounds like that won't work. But I feel like in public is not the way to do it. Yes. Oh, I was gonna say do it in public. That way she can't like make a scene. And it'd be nice if the mom was there. That way the mom is forced to either be a monster in front of the child or like bite her lip. But it sounds like no matter what you do, you're gonna be the villain. So maybe as well do two birds, one stone and just maybe if she comes over another time, you could spend the afternoon with her and then drop her off and just be like, we just wanna talk to you guys. We're really excited. And say these things in front of the mom. I wonder if he should even talk to the mom first, depending on if, look, if she has become a monster because they divorced, but she's still a good mother. If she is still at all a good mother to her daughter, going to her as the mother and saying, look, the the if the guy is like, look, mm-hmm. I, I want to tell our daughter this. I want to not hurt her. What do you think is the way? Because that's a great idea. Then if the kid knows, like mom knew, mom like helped them break the news, you know, this this relies on the mom being understanding enough and down enough to want this information to not hurt her kid. That's you know, yeah, yeah. only you guys know if that can work. I like that. Yeah. If she's not a total, if she's amenable, not a total monster, that might be good. Because then no matter what you do, if you just tell the kid the mom, and they didn't even have the guts to tell me, it's like, well, we're telling you. Right. So now what, you fucking harpy? Top of the cob. Top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. You're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Top of the cob is when you've had a lot of stressful travel. Like, look, I did cumulatively over the last few months, I have gone from Hawaii to Japan to New Zealand, like nonstop. I've been home for like three days total, came home from a month in New Zealand, was home for 72 hours, and then did Milwaukee, Chicago, and Grand Rapids. And all three of you guys were fully sold out, fully hot fire, incredible crowds. So the rest of the tour, I can't wait to see what all the other cities bring. And I got home two days ago. I ate a burger in Chicago, Too late at night. I almost never eat red meat and I don't eat it late at night because I think the beef comes back to haunt you. And I just had a very difficult night. So I had bad sleep, bad sleep the next night. Had to be up for a 6 a.m. connecting flight to get back home. And I came home yesterday and I was so exhausted, but I found some energy and I like cleaned the kitchen, made it nice, lit a fall candle. The top of the cob, so that's all like shitty and exhausting. Top of the cob is knowing that you've like done a lot of hard work coming home, taking a shower, like doing a face mask and like sitting on the couch and like eating like ice cold melon and just knowing like you don't really have anything to do tonight. You already did a bunch of stand-ups. You don't have to go do a set and just being in the home that you paid for sitting quietly. Yeah. With a small chenille at your feet is just... It's a nice feeling, like earned moments of calm like that. Yeah. Off the road. Like I put my, I immediately put all my stuff away. I did laundry. Like I got it all out of the way so I could just be a vegetable, eating other fruits and vegetables and watching How To with John Wilson. That's nice. It's just a nice feeling. Yeah. Nice cold glass of water. I made a, my own ice pumpkin coffee. When I got home, cleaned up, just kind of existed in my space. And it felt great. Yeah. 
Okay. My top of the cob is I um, got home the other night. I was kind of late and I I went and sat on the top of the stairs with the cats because they were like sitting up there and I sat down and then they were staring at something underneath like my legs. And I was like, oh, it's going to be a bug. It's like 10 p.m. And I stand up. It's going to be a bug. It was a baby house gecko. Oh, wow. And I caught it in a cup and I took it outside and I put it down and I have not stopped thinking about him and how much I wish I just held him in my hand for just a second. But I didn't know what kind of like lizard he was. You know, I was like not going to mess with him. But I'm like reading all these things and I'm like, next time I see one, it's going to be my friend. I was kind of more focused on not having it be eaten. Yeah. This thing was smaller than a roach. It was like, it was itty bitty. I was so relieved the cats hadn't ripped off any of its legs or tail. Like it was in full yeah. shape. But as much as I am now mad that I am paying, I'm paying, there's a squirrel highway in my attic. I have to pay for exclusions. I saw a roach the other day, right? All these intruders. But to find a little tiny baby gecko in my house was a thrill. And I, I've been riding that high since Saturday night. I love that. I love that there was a small creature that was not a bug. Let him loose in your house. He'll eat those bugs that I you hate so much. I thought about that. I would if I didn't have cats, but I just, I, I, I was so, I was like, I can't have them eat him. Think he's a, like, pick him up in their mouth. He's too small. He's too small. So he's outside living his life with his family. Fan top of the cob? Fan top of the cob. I got two tickets to see Eliza, not knowing who I would take with me. I invited my best friend, who's a relatively new fan of Eliza, and she agreed to go. Shortly after, I went on a family vacation where I shared a hotel room with my niece and brother. When I suggested we watch one of Eliza's specials on Netflix, my brother went on a rant about how much he loves Eliza, that he's met her and has a picture Aww. with her. I had no idea he was such Aww. a fan. The show was also right around my 30th birthday and his 40th, and we never really hang out just the two of us anymore. So, because of all the wonderful advice I've received from the pod, I had the courage to uninvite my friend, and invite my brother as a B-Day gift to him. I know that might not sound like a big deal, but I am quite the people pleaser and typically never uninvite someone. My friend was totally cool about it, which is how I know she's a true friend. Thank you, Eliza, for making the world a better place. Can't wait to see you in Grand Rapids. Oh, well, we did it, and it was great, and I love that you brought your brother. That's so great. Usually when it's like he went on a rant, I'm like, oh, boy. I know. Like, it was a good rant. <laughs> oh, he loves no you. No one got hurt. No one got hurt. Uh, my bottom of the cob is a... It's a tough one to talk about because you can talk about a dislike of a country and their practices without disliking the people. Like usually when you think a country is garbage, you're not referring to the immigrants from that country that come here for a better life. So if we could all like put down our overly woke pitchforks, I... I'm going to do my best to not buy from China. Yeah. Almost every single thing that you buy on Amazon, obviously like there's name brands and who knows where those are made, but almost every single thing that you buy is made in China and made poorly. And the reason things, just in case you don't know, the reason things are so cheap in China is because of their deplorable labor conditions. There's zero regard for the environment, environmental impact. Xi'an, for example in terms of fast fashion, makes thousands more fast fashion styles than like an H&M or a Zara. And when they make these and they don't sell them because they pump out more than anyone in the world could wear, they go into a landfill. They don't treat their people well. There's no regard for the sanctity of human life. 
And this is not about, well, well, look what they do in America. This is not about that. We have traded in profits over people by moving everything over there. Some industries have to go to other places, but there's no reason we can't build factories, at least on the same fucking continent. Build them in Central America, build them in Mexico so you're not shipping uh, and flying things in. But they're not a country that likes America. They're not a country that cares about the future of this planet. And the shit is cheap. I needed a paper towel. And, and we do Amazon because it's become so difficult to go anywhere to interact with everyone because nobody's getting paid enough to give a fuck, especially in this post-COVID world. You don't know if something's going to be there. You'll be met with an attitude if they're out of stock. Things are impossible. And you're like, why would I go across town in traffic burning my gas when I can have something delivered tomorrow for $2.99 to my door made by someone dying with tiny hands in a foreign country? Most of the stuff I've ordered from there, and by the way, there's no way to filter on there. How do I find products that aren't made in China? I will pay the dollar more for made in America. I will pay the $3 more. Everything has like a weird name. Everything is made there. I bought a paper towel holder. This is like what got me on this rant. And they go through, they put up videos. There are customer reviews, images. You're like, great. And it arrives and it is a piece of shit you have to put together yourself that's unbalanced. I bought a mushroom light that I thought would be cute off Instagram. It comes from China, which I didn't know. Out of like a happy meal, it's broken. Because things are cheap, they are selling you, they're profiting off the fact that people in America can barely get by and just need to do what they need to do. So you order these cheap items. But in doing that, while you are saving yourself time and money now, you are taking that away from the future of not only this democracy, but of the planet because of the amount of waste. So not only am I going to order less from Amazon, if at all, I might even cancel the account. And I know it'll just be one person doing it, but we have to think about where we're sourcing our things from. And if not for your country, do it for the planet. Yeah, that's it. I'm just putting it out there. My micro war on Chinese exports. Oh, well, my, my bottom of the comp is, you know, sometimes when you sneeze, and this has only happened to me since, since like COVID, <laughs> um, I feel like where you'll sneeze and it smells like chemicals and you're like, I don't know if it's blood. I don't know if it's what, but there's like a smell in my sneeze where I'm like, oh no, I'm getting sick. Is this not everyone's bottom? Is this not a shared? No, Emily, <laughs> I don't sneeze out psychoactive <laughs> it's like a, chemicals. It's like, a, it's like a specific, it's a kind of sneeze where I'm like, oh, it's there's a smell. I'm getting sick. Okay. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Anyway. I don't get the smell, but if, if it's a third sneeze, I'm like, uh-oh. These <laughs> things are off. We have a bottom of the cob from Alex. When you buy a new pair of shoes and you're so excited to wear them the first day, they were comfortable and cute in the store, and then they tear the back of your ankle to shreds. Now your ankles yes. are sore for days. Everything's always better in the store. That's the worst feeling. Or like one time I was so excited to buy this pair of expensive boots and they were a size small and the guy was like, they'll stretch. And they never did. No, of course and not. And they're still very small. Of course. You guys, if you're hearing this, it means you're going to come see me in Texas this weekend. I don't know if there's any tickets left for Houston and Austin, but we got a few tickets left. By a few, I mean a lot of few. Uh, they're in Grand Prairie. Make it a road trip. Come on out to the Republic of Texas. Come see me and then get ready 
because I'm going to go on vacation for a week in Martha's Vineyard. But then I'm coming to you, San Diego. Be at the San Diego Civic Center September 28th. I'll be at the Arizona Federal Theater. Very looking forward to these shows because these crowds are always great. Uh, on September 29th. And then it's Ball Arena, the date we've prepared for in Denver. Yes, you need to see this. Yes, you need to drive in from Fort Collins or from Idaho or from Utah. This will be one of the best shows of my career. We have a lot of incredible things planned and I'm very excited. Get your tickets at eliza.com slash tour. And uh, you can always add on that meet and greet at the venue if you choose or after you purchase your ticket. Tianfu will be there. Remember, it's not the size of the gecko that counts. It's the size of his tail. Okay, I, I we shouldn't do this anymore. Heart of the heart of the gecko, color of his skin. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a ninety seven percent bio based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. 